So I wrote this uh, June 27, 2020. <laughs> it's about a little over three months since the lockdown had started, which is interesting because we are we are way over um, a year and a half, I think, in. And or we're almost at a year and a half. And I I was talking about coping methods that were extremely helpful when the pandemic was just starting. So the methods I used have changed somewhat, but I think that um, that when times get hard and it and they are getting hard, right? Because the lockdowns are shifting in and out, and you really can't make plans beyond the next week or the next two weeks or so because of it. So uh, I hope this still is helpful one way or another. Okay, so five coping methods that worked for me in this new normal and might work for you too. These kinds of titles tickle my funny bone. To be honest, <clears throat> channeling stress healthily is a challenge at any given time. When we are in prolonged periods of withstanding external stressors, we can devolve into unhealthy coping methods. I know this from experience in that one week that I finished three whole Korean dramas when I was supposed to be working on my master's thesis. I finished The Heirs, School 2013, and, and something else that I don't remember, but since I was on a Kim Woo-bin kind of face, it would have been probably something with him, maybe a gentleman's dignity. Okay, uh, that aside. So I want to share some of the things I turned to in this COVID-19 quarantine to keep me sane and help me cope healthily. Coping method number one, repetitive tasks with obvious progress markers. Basically, anything I can do without really looking at it or using my brain is fair game. I started with crocheting, but I am dreadful at regulating thread tension for like, you know, serious projects. So when I discovered a knitting loom, which needs less regulation, I jumped at it. The growing length of knitted material makes me feel like I am accomplishing something, but I don't need to uh, pay as much attention to the thread, uh, attention to the thread tension. Oh no. Yeah because uh, the loom helps regulate that for me. Unfortunately, as any thread-loving bean knows, yarn is an expensive habit. So on in-between days and without yarn days, I play with my grip strengthener instead that my Gen Z online shopping baby sister got for me. Since I can slowly ramp up the repetition of grips per hand, it's still a repetitive task with an obvious progress marker. Coping method number two. Rereading or rewatching something I love. It's quarantine. Do something new. Ah, yes, but we've never been in quarantine before, have we? Uh, personally, what gave me great relief and relaxation in the first month was rereading and rewatching already beloved stuff. To name a few, Crazy Rich Asians, book and movie. After finishing When China Rules the World by Martin Jacques, which I also blogged about. This one made a hilarious lot more sense. Ready Player One, book and movie. I saw the movie first and adored it before splurging on the book and devouring it. 
Couldn't help myself, wrote about that one too. The Long Winter by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Now this really was fun. They were stuck in their house for seven months because of blizzards, fighting as a town to stay alive. It was deeply relatable, especially what happened to Laura's family psychologically as they entered survival mode. Even uh, how they were running out of food was relatable because of our experiences here as the groceries were panic buyed out, right? Pa panic buyed, panic bought out. Okay, coping method number three, learning something new with obvious progress markers. At a certain point, it does feel good to add something new to the self. It's fulfilling and, personally, I enjoy shifting between my repetitive tasks and new learnings. I get to see progress, but rest my brain at the same time. My learning of choice is Mandarin through Duolingo. Admittedly, I resisted that app for ages, maybe because all my gang got into it at the same time and I was being a snob, because I am a snob. But after a while, that thing when you get something right is addictive. It makes you feel so good about yourself. By the way, as of September 6, 2021, I am done with Mandarin. I review it sometimes, but now I'm in Arabic and I got extremely slowed down by the script. So I am only like two out of five levels done, but I am slowly making my way through that. The other new thing I learned was how to use the knitting loom, which is related to the first point, which has a small but rather intense learning curve. My sisters got into yoga, and mom and them whip up new baking recipes whenever they feel like it. Flour is cheap, and bready stuff is good with coffee. Coping method number four, doing something time-consuming that I've always wanted to do. In my case, it's transcribing diaries and stories. Dad's brief stint in a business processing outsourced company, BPO, gave him a strong appreciation for, uh, for typing, you know, typing without looking. I don't know what you call it, like the actual typing skill. And he required the whole family to learn it. Me, being a snob, again, pretended I wasn't learning, then did it on the sly. Now I get to transcribe my diaries of the pre-pandemic age and actually settle down to sort out this long winding story that has a dozen beginnings and twice as many endings. If it becomes something, you'll hear from me. If it doesn't, you will never know what it is. Coping method number five, sitting virtually with a close friend. I'm a classic extreme extrovert, which my family discovered after half a month in quarantine when I had a breakdown or a meltdown. It was so intense. I don't remember half of what I said. I just, I mean, they tell me what I said and I, and I just, I don't remember it at all. I just say, I'm glad I told you that because it's something I did want you to know. I'm sorry. I probably screamed it at you and I don't remember saying it but it was very helpful to us understanding each other. It was better after that meltdown, but I realized the need for company is something that just sits on my shoulders and sinks its claws in every once in a while. So I called a close friend and asked her, can you sit with me for a while? We only talked when we felt like it. Most of the time, we just sat in very companionable silence. Companionable silence. 
share your coping methods below or um, through a voice message on Anchor. How you cope may be specific to you, but it also might help others. It would be nice if we could share our different coping methods with one another so that we could give continuously give each other ideas on what we can do to relieve the pressure of the lockdown. I hope that as this pandemic era continues to roll on, we will have faith that um, humanity will prevail, change, and grow as a result. Love, E.